It's time for this week's Uplift. Encouraging words from two ordinary guys that want you and others to find the freedom in Christ that's available to everyone. So sit back and enjoy Uplift, brought to you by the Fulcrum Center. Visit our website at fulcrumcenter.org to learn more. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Uplift. I'm Phil Bliss. And I'm Jim Brem. Jim, it's nice to have you with me tonight. Good to be here. Ian couldn't be here. Ian is not feeling well. So uh, Jim Brem decided to sit in. Jim has been with me before at the table yeah. when we did Testimony Tuesday. Yes. I still remember that one very well. That was a really powerful one that night. But um, you know what, Jim? I thought tonight we'd go back to the beginning. How's That's that a good sound? place to start. Yes. Good place <laughs> to start. You know, there's something. there's so much about the book of Genesis that we can learn from and i mean even from the very first word now in this bible as soon as i can get to genesis i didn't realize there were so many extra pages at the beginning um well if i can steal a line from adam shellcross that would be page one (laughs) (laughs) this is actually page four (laughs) yeah that's that's funny though um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I mean, I think we all probably know that. Many of us know that. That's how the Bible begins. But that very first phrase, in the beginning, it in, in Hebrew, well, let's see how many words it is in English. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten words in English, okay, with the the in there twice and well, the, the in there three times. It's seven words in Hebrew. Okay. Now, I, I do not know how to pronounce these words, all of them, <laughs> but I know the first one is Bereshit. Yeah. Okay. Bereshit essentially means in the beginning. In the beginning. And Bereshit bara Elohim et, and those are the first four words. Now, Elohim obviously is God. So it's, God. what it's saying is in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I believe that it's very important to know that God did that on purpose. He was like making a statement right from the get-go. I did this. Not any of you. I did this. I created everything that you know. Let's just get that right off the bat. Everybody knows God created the heavens and the earth. Absolutely. There's There can be no question about There's, it. Yes. You know, you can say that a spark spontaneously combusted and out of nothing. How the nothing got there, I don't know, but that we're not going to argue that point tonight. But anyway, <laughs> okay, sure. Somebody can say God created the Big Bang. Okay, God created it. I don't care how you God, look at yes. it. God, God created, created whatever was there. Right. So I thought that if you don't mind, we'd maybe talk a little bit about Genesis tonight. And I think that's excellent. In the beginning. I think the churches don't talk enough about yeah, I, Genesis, so... I, I agree with that. It, and, you know, it, is that because it's in the Old Testament? Is it because it is so old because it's the beginning? I don't know what the reason is. But you're right. Not just Genesis, the entire Old Testament. If I take a Bible and I separate, you know, where the Old Testament ends and the New Testament begins... It's over half, almost three-fourths of the Bible is the Old Testament. Yeah. And we spend so much more time in the New Testament, and which is very important. But we cannot neglect 
everything that happened in the old. I, te I tend to think of it as God created us in his image. Then he gave us an owner's manual. <laughs> okay. And we ignore the quick start part. <laughs> <laughs> and go straight to Jesus saved us because that makes us feel good. I love it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a great like now being a guy, I usually do ignore the quick start part until something screws up and I have to go back and check. Yeah, but right. but I think in this case we need to we right. need to learn the whole thing. Right, right. And you know, I when I was younger, I was probably in my twenties. I came across a church called the New Testament Believers Church. Now I'm not going to say where it was. I don't even know if it's still open, but it always bothered me because they focused only on the New Testament. Yeah. And I didn't know a whole lot back then, but I knew enough to know that you need the Old Testament, like you said, like the owner's manual, the quick start guide. <laughs> I like that. But you need that to really understand the new. You can't have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John without understanding that Joseph, for example, was a type and shadow of Jesus to come. Absolutely. Moses was, David was, Elijah was, in so many ways. And if you skip all of that, you can really miss the foundation yeah. of what the Gospels are. Absolutely. It's all about the foundation. And that's, right. that's, I think that's where the church loses ground these days, is we skip the foundation yeah. and, and not taking anything away from Jesus coming to save us. Oh, right, right. But for someone who hasn't been in church most of their life, doesn't understand that, right? we start right out, well, save us from what? Exactly. I mean, right. if, you don't, if you don't understand the Garden of Eden right. and that we had a choice, right. then why, why do I need that? And you know what? I'm glad you said that because we can even look back at the Gospels and see that the people didn't understand because you know they were they didn't have a bible in the form that we have right in a book published by a zondervan publishers <laughs> and distributed by willow creek press and 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 such they didn't have that sort of thing back then so they kind of went by word of mouth and the the pharisees and the sadducees you know the teachers of the law they were the ones who knew what we would know of as the Bible, the best. And yes. if they taught you, then you knew. But what I'm getting at is a lot of people said, oh, this guy's come to save us. He's the Messiah. He's saving us from the Roman Empire. Yes, absolutely. But that's not what Jesus <laughs> wanted. Right. He wanted more. He wanted what happened way back in the beginning in Genesis yes. chapter 3 when Satan was very crafty and, and convinced yes. Adam and Eve to sin and he's been doing it ever since <laughs> and there's a lot that's said about the enemy in the old testament about satan that if we don't read that we might have a false sense of who he is yeah and we need to know who our enemy is in order to combat them Absolutely. so you're right and I, I i remember a time when i was starting out in church i was asked to teach sunday school okay yeah. Sure, I'll teach Sunday school. They gave me the kindergartners, okay? <laughs> this guy doesn't know anything. He can handle he the can kindergartners, them, yes. which was a smart move on their part because the, when they handed me this felt board with this guy named Abraham, <laughs> Isaac, and Jacob, I'm like, who? Who, who are these guys? <laughs> who are these guys? Yes. So I read the teacher's manual. 
Like, oh, so Abraham's the grandfather, he's the son, and then Jacob's the grandson. Okay, so I told the story, and I, I, I don't know, I haven't talked to any of those kids. <laughs> but they're probably in their 20s or 30s now, and I hope they got something out of it. I hope they it. got something out of it. But, yes, we... I did. <laughs> yeah, well, lots of times that's how teaching Sunday school teaches you a lot. Right, 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 right. But even beyond that, there are things about the creation story that, you know, honestly, we could talk for hours about the creation story. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know you've got some ideas that you, you got very knowledgeable in this area, and I have some ideas, but, um, you know, when we talk about the seven-day creation, I can't remember exactly how you said it to me one day. but it, Neither can I. Okay, well, let's just say that you said something that really made me think about what I believed about it. This was probably a year ago or so, and I wish I could remember what it was. Mm. It was that profound that I can't remember. No, I'm just <laughs> I just remember looking back and saying, well, I really need to think about how I look at that. Yeah. And if you stay open to that sort of thing, that's how you grow. Yes. Well, and, and I think going to the seven days of creation, because that, that's a, I think, I think it's a pet peeve of mine a little bit mm -hmm. because... I grew up, like I would guess most people, either we didn't talk about that mm -hmm. or we said, well, science can do what science says. Yeah. And, and, you know, but we know God created it, so it doesn't matter how he created it. <laughs> well, but, right, then right, when, okay. but then when you read the language mm -hmm. and you see the days that he created and you start thinking about, like, there was light before there was a sun. Right, right. Now, he wouldn't have put that, he didn't make a mistake. Right. When he wrote that down. Right. And if you throw in the millions of years, like a lot of people say between day one and day two, there could have been all this stuff, except then you're saying that in on day six, when God said everything is very good, everything is very good on top of a bunch of dead animals and plants <laughs> and all this death and destruction that's been going on in the earth all this other time so i'm forced to believe that it's six days yeah and then yeah. when i start studying and looking into it science really doesn't have an answer no it doesn't i mean what what we teach and we tell you this is fact that's not fact no there are so many things that they don't know i, I was just reading recently that they don't even know for sure now that the speed of light is the speed of light because the speed that they measure is only reflected light. Really? So they because <laughs> they, they can't measure light in a single direction. It they can only sense. measure it after it's reflected off of something and come back. So they don't even know that that's an accurate Wow. Speed. That changes everything. Because that's <laughs> how you that's where time comes into play. Well, and, yes, absolutely. Everything and, is uh, based wow. off of that. So now it's like you know, what do we really know? You know what? And then I go back to my owner's manual yeah. and say, okay, I'm going to go with this because I none of this other stuff adds up any better. So that's it's, where I am. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you said that because it reminds me of something that happened in the book of Genesis where this group of people trying to understand God, thinking that they can be closer to God, start building a tower. 
Absolutely. The Tower of Babel in, in Genesis mm-hmm. chapter 11, I think it is, 10 or 11. And God looks down and says, oh, no, 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 no. And he, he takes care of that, confuses their language, and they spread out across the world. But from the very beginning, since humans have been on earth, we have wanted to know about God, but we can't know about God. You know, when you say yeah, we, we can't, can't measure the speed could, of light. We couldn't understand it if we wanted to. Right. <laughs> Our minds are not, are so finite that we could not comprehend. So that's why faith is so important, Absolutely. that we have to take everything on faith. You know, um, there are people that say, oh, excuse me, they say, um, I just want to accept the fact that that you say there's one way to heaven because they feel like it's excluding people. And I understand that. I don't like to exclude people. I've we been shouldn't. excluded before. Yeah, we, we should never because that's not our job. Right. And it's not exclusive, though. But that is they're trying to understand yeah. what God did because and they, not yeah. understanding from the beginning what he did and that it was good. Right. And we ruined it. And we ruined it. And why and now, do we have all the issues we have today? Right. I mean, why do we have climate change? Because the earth is groaning. Right. You know? Right. And once again, I just like to say climate change is actually just weather, but that's just <laughs> that's a political point of view. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's okay. That's okay. But you started to hit on something earlier. And if I can just take a minute, I know we don't have a whole lot of time, but I'll try to make this brief. And you know what? It's, it's probably not fair to do this because it, this really does take about two hours to fully understand. <laughs> okay. But I'll be brief, and maybe we can hit on it another time. All right. You said if we look at the language, and and that's something that I have I've studied for a long time, the way Genesis is written, Genesis chapter 1, the way it's written. Yes. There's a, a passage in Isaiah 40-something, I don't know exactly where, where God says, have I not told you the end from the beginning? Yes. Okay. And he did. Absolutely. If we look at yes. Genesis 1, you said, let there be light, and there was no sun. Right. Okay. So he separated the light from the darkness. Okay. In the very first day, he separated the light from the darkness. What happened in the first 1,000 years of time? It says that Adam and Eve lived to be 900 and 900, years. Yes. So within the first 1,000 years, okay, and to God, a thousand years is like a day, and a day is like a thousand years. That's in First uh, Peter, yeah. also in um, one of the Psalms. So if we consider a thousand years as a day, they died in that day. Because Satan said, well, I'm sorry, Eve said, well, God told us that if we eat from the tree, that in that day we will die. Well, and yes. They did die within, within that day. That, yes. Within that first thousand years, they died. And then if we, we can go on and say, okay, in the second day, he separated the waters from the firmament. And if we look at the next thousand years of time, what do we have? The flood. He separated the waters from the firmament and and there was a flood on all of the earth, which we could really spend a lot of time talking about that too. Well, yes. The next seed-bearing plants of their kind, he told Abraham, you'll be the seed of many nations. The fourth day, he created the sun, moon, and stars. 4,000 years of time, 
was the time of the prophets who were often referred to as being as bright as the stars in the sky. The, stars, yes. the fifth day he created life. See, or he created life like animal life. Not humans, but he created animal life. What happened in the fifth thousand years of time? Jesus brought life. Jesus brought life back to the world. Back to the lost yeah. world. And then the sixth day he created humankind and he said, go and populate the earth and have dominion over it. In the 6,000 years of time, if we take 1999 as the yes, end, I, just yeah. arbitrarily taking that time. In October of 1999, there was an article that came out that said there are now more people alive and living than have ever lived and died in all of time. Mm -hmm. So we had populated the earth and mm -hmm. had dominion over. Yes. So, and then the seventh day he rested, which will be a thousand years of rest when Jesus returns. One belief, there's all kinds of beliefs about that. We won't get into yeah, that you, tonight. You, you're getting real close to predicting <laughs> yeah. when Jesus is returning. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not <laughs> doing these up just a little bit. <laughs> we have no idea. No, no, but, yeah. but, but it is. And it really, I mean, Genesis 1 through 11 tells you everything. Yeah. I mean, it tells you, it, it tells you the serpent when uh, he says that the, uh, the woman will bruise its, the seed of the woman will bruise Bruising its head. Heel. It'll yeah. strike its strike he, his it. heel. Yeah. yeah. So Jesus was struck. He was hurt. Yeah. But he comes back and kills, finishes Satan. Right. I mean, it's right. It's the whole story is there. Right. right. <laughs> it's, it's, and, and, you know, and we, we avoid talking about it, I think, because science scares us away from, but then we've given science over to, allowed that to be taught in our schools and so that's the way everybody's being brought up so now rather than like peter on pentecost you mentioned how the jews didn't understand all mm -hmm. he all he had to do on pentecost was stand up and explain now mm -hmm. i'm saying all but was explained to them that jesus was that person they were waiting for right right but we don't get we don't have it that easy, if you will, because <laughs> we have to explain who God is yeah. to many generations that, you know, I mean, at least back as old as I am, mm -hmm. who were taught other things, mm -hmm. and now they need to know who God is and then understand who Jesus is. So, I mean, That's we're, we're more like Paul. Yeah, yeah, you know, if we exactly. if we go to town for six months and save two people, we had a great <laughs> six months. <laughs> we have to unlearn a lot. We do. Yeah, we do. It, it that is so true, and you know, when we look at that story of the the creation, it's a continual theme. If we even start with with um, Cain and Abel, okay, <laughs> there's a continual theme of pride there's a theme of power struggles there's all these themes that we see yeah. in our world in history all the way through today nothing has changed except well nothing has changed we have changed i mean we obviously technology and such but what i mean is through that yeah. all god hasn't changed at all god he hasn't, hasn't changed the story and Satan hasn't changed. And Satan hasn't He continues changed. to just twist. Right. Just like he's, did he really say that? Right. And we get the same thing. Is that really right? You don't need Genesis. 
And you said <laughs> you said that we talk about the what what God told Eve when and this and serpent when yeah. the sin occurred. I, I spoke to a person in the last couple of weeks, very close to me, won't say who it is, that said you know, every religion has that story. If you look in Hindu, there's a story of a virgin birth. If you look at pagans, there's. A, I was like, of course there is. Yes, because if they're I, copying the Bible. <laughs> right. If I want to convince people to not believe something, I'm going to make up stories. I'm going to copy that story. That story. Where they go wrong is, first of all, they say that this predated this. Their stories predate the Bible. Well, yeah, because God told Satan what he was going to do. So Satan says, I'm going to go start telling people, I know there's going to be a virgin birth. I know that this is going to happen. So I'm going to start making these things before Jesus ever comes. Absolutely. Sure. But God said it first, back in Genesis chapter 3. So it's a stolen story to try to make people who want to believe in science, whereas science and faith complement one another they do not contradict one another they complement one another but people that don't want to accept that there's something beyond science that faith can have power they they latch onto these stories and say look yeah you're wrong because this is a hindu story this is a pagan story it's a stolen story it's called plagiarism (laughs) (laughs) satan would go to jail for that yeah he would but but copyright violation And and most of them are, you know, like when they found the Dead Sea Scrolls Mm -hmm. going back several years ago. And it was a big deal because mainly because people believed that this is going to disprove the bot. Right, right. Well, then it got very quiet. You hardly ever hear anything about them. Okay. But I saw the other day that one of the things that they found in one of these Dead Sea Scrolls, one of these things... They have the entire book, 90, I think they said 98% mm-hmm. of the book of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. What does Isaiah do? Isaiah is clearer than any other prophesies Jesus. Kind of. Absolutely. So Absolutely. we have this. It was written over 100 years prior to Christ being born. So it can't be something that a bunch of guys got together and just wrote down. I mean, that, that was... Yeah, you know... I mean, there's evidence out there, and I think it's a good time to be a Christian mm-hmm. because I think the evidence is coming. Mm-hmm. I, I think oh, yeah. there are more scientists, geologists than than in the past who are willing to say, "Well, wait a minute." Like you mentioned, the flood. Once again, we could talk about that forever. Sure. But there was a flood over the entire Earth. Why do we find fossils? All over the. Why do we find little sea sea animals up in the mountains in fossils? Because, because the, there was a flood. Right. People didn't dig them up and carry them up in the mountain right. and bury them in the mud right. so they'd be a fossil. Right. They were buried in the catastrophic event like a flood. Right. I mean, just basic common sense. <laughs> you know, I was in fifth grade. We had a little experiment where. We had to get a pan and put dirt and rocks in it, and we put water in one side, and mm-hmm. we t- tilt it for erosion. Mm-hmm. That right there tells you that the power of water and oh. a, a global flood, the global power flood, that yes. can put create something like the Grand Canyon. Right, absolutely. In absolutely. Just overnight, mm-hmm. especially if God's behind it. I mean, well, he, yes. create, he said, let there be light, and 
there was light, when there was nothing. So yes, it can happen. When when Mount St. Helens erupted. Yeah. 1981? A, yes. A, a, they call it the Mini Grand Canyon. Okay. It's only a 40th of the size of the Grand Canyon. Okay. So it's not anywhere near that deep, but it's very much like it. It's got a small river running through the bottom of it. Six hours. Really? Six hours from it a volcano. It created river. a canyon. It created a canyon hours. that was not there before in six hours. Oh, my God. 1 40th of the size of the Grand Canyon. So a year-long flood? Yeah. Or 40 days. <laughs> well, well, it rained for 40 days. It rained yeah, for it was, 40 days, but... Yeah, yeah. year-long flood. I mean, the right. water was sloshing around. Right. And finding paths back into the ocean. And, yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> yeah, you know, in... Again, growing up I in Ohio history, they taught us about the glaciers. and Because where I grew up, there's three definitive ridges. And they say, well, the glacier came and they pushed this far and then it stopped and it pushed this far. And that's why we have the three ridges. I believe that for years. Yeah. Like, okay, 50,000 or 50 million years ago. I don't know how many years ago. Yeah. Whatever, 50 <laughs> Whatever they said, yeah, it was probably 50 million. Probably, 50 probably million. 500 million now. Because it keeps getting older and older because they're still trying to justify Evolution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Parents don't talk to their kids, yeah. so we don't, they'll never know that we Yeah, they'll them never know. Million. But anyway, I believe that for the longest time until I started studying the flood, and I'm like, that was caused by a flood. Yeah. That was not caused by a glacier that, I mean, sure. It, there could have been glaciers. There, there could have been. been sure. I mean, but, but, but yeah, the flood could cause every, yeah. every piece of land masses we have. Yeah. You know, so could have caused the Great so Lakes, stuff. absolutely. Instead of a glacier melting, instead of a glacier melt, yes. just push in there, and then as it receded, it left us some great fishing spots. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this has been fun, Jim. It's been fun. One it, thing, one thing I yeah. want to add, just just because this is one of those personal things to me, but you mentioned absolutely. the Tower of Babel. Sure. And, and I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, they, they were building the tower to... But the other thing that, that seems skipped over a lot in the Tower of Babel mm -hmm. is God, when Noah and his sons came off the boat, mm -hmm. he said, spread out and live, you know, throughout the earth. Right. Your descendants need to go. And instead, they all went to one place. Okay. And I just think that, it, to me, that is a calling to... If I tell you to go, you need to go, or you're going to make me come down there and do something. <laughs> and I don't want him to come down there and do something. <laughs> so now we're getting into obedience. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. But I mean, for me personally, I, you know, I feel like yeah. that that part of it is skipped a lot. Sure. Yeah, I understand. But that. but you know, God says spread out, spread out. Don't all congregate in one place. Right. Even if it's more convenient. <laughs> so that's just my thoughts. No, that's that's excellent actually, because that leads right into the Tower of Babel. Because yeah, I mean, that's where the people came from. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the people from from Noah and right, right. Okay, that's that's really good. Thank you for bringing yeah, that up. Just just it's one of those things, you know. Just so much stuff right now that as yeah, as you allow yourself to dig into Genesis. And I'll do my plug for answers in Genesis. The folks, that, <laughs> yes, the folks that built the Ark and the Creation Museum, and there are several other really good sources. But if you get some of their books or watch some of their YouTube stuff, 
There is so much information by real scientists, not by two guys just sitting here chatting, but by scientists who, who have, most of them have master's or doctorate degrees, and they study these things and they're saying, no, this, if you start with a biblical perspective, it is so much easier to understand why this stuff happened. Right, right. <laughs> it, it is. And that's the thing. If you start with the biblical perspective, but in our day and age, and I'm sure it's been it's, this way. Yes. Not just our day and age. No, it's people, been a lot of years. Yeah, do not want to start with that perspective for right. whatever reason. So what God has been telling me lately is pray for them, let me deal with them. You know, because yep. and this is more of a personal thing for me that I felt like well, I got to go out there and I got to tell these people, you got to read the Bible. And, you know, God doesn't want me hitting people over the head with no, the Bible. No, no, no. You let them know, you plant the seed, you pray for them, he will take care of them. And I've seen yes. people come as a result of that. Not because of my prayers, I'm not saying that, it's no, as a result of God working you just in give lives. them enough information. Yeah. And then let God take it from me. That's what he did with me. Yeah, I didn't go to church as a child more than five or six times, and I just he put inside me the desire to know him more, and I jumped on it, and yeah, here I am. And that's what he can do. That's what he can do, <laughs> definitely. So we are out of time. All right. Well, this has been fun. It has been fun. Thank you very much for joining me tonight. You're and uh, uh, I'm not sure if Ian will be back next week or not, but um, he and I have been talking about doing like a remote type of setup so we can interview people remotely mm -hmm. so i think watch for it i don't know for sure but next week you might see ian and i doing some kind of remote type of uh program well, that'll be interesting yeah so we that'll might try fun. it out next week and if, if there's no uplift next week it's because we failed miserably <laughs> but, uh, hopefully we're going to try that out next week if uh especially if he's still not feeling well um but we'll we'll see how it goes but jim thank you very much i appreciate you coming in tonight filling in for Ian. Um, glad to have you and really appreciate all the knowledge you have. And no. we'll have you back on sometime. Maybe we can talk a little more about the flood or the tower or something you're really Whatever. passionate about. Whatever. We'll, we'll get there okay. when we need to. We will. All right. God leads, right? It's been good. Thank you. Yes. So thank you, everyone, for joining in tonight. And we'll see you again next week. Maybe not from here. Maybe remotely. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> good night and God bless. Good night.